You are listening to Church Talk with Isaac. Welcome to another episode of Church Talk with Isaac. Uh, Again, I'm your host, Isaac Watson, and I just want to thank you for taking the time to listen to a new episode. Uh, Listen, my my subscribers, my my downloaders, um, you all have been so faithful, so diligent every single month since we began Church Talk with Isaac. Uh, my 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 uh, my views and my listeners have increased every single month. And I just want to thank you all for the support um, with that in mind. Let's just take a moment now. And if you have to pause um, the uh, this episode, uh, do that now, because what I want you to do, if you have not already, is take a moment to rate Church Talk with Isaac. And also, if you have not, I'd like you to leave a review. Go ahead and just share some of your thoughts about how this podcast, how these episodes have influenced you, have blessed you, have challenged you in any way, uh, have sparked conversation, have sparked thought. Um, I want to I want to hear it. It, it. it helps me and it also helps my viewing. It helps my ratings and it helps uh, this uh, podcast uh, to become more visible uh, when other people are when people are searching for new um, podcast channels to subscribe to. So take a moment to do that. And um, as we move forward, uh, I just want to I, I want to kind of take uh, this time and I want to. Uh, kind of, con- uh, kind of do a bit of a continuation uh, from our previous episode. Now, I did an episode. If you have not listened to it, I encourage you go back and listen to the previous episode. As a matter of fact, go back if you have not. Take some time, listen to all of the episodes, um, and I guarantee you, you're going to get something from them. But um, last week, uh, I talked about sin, and we dealt with. Um, the uh, the theme sin redefined today. What I want to do is I want to take some time and I want to dive deeper into the conversation of the law. I want to dive deeper into the conversation of the law versus grace, the old covenant versus the new covenant, because I know I said some things last episode that probably um, some of you may not have heard before. And uh, some of you, it may have sparked some interest, but you just need it a little bit more. So I want to what I want to do is I want to take this episode and I just want to give you a little bit more because, again, I made some some controversial statements. Um, but I want to take some time just to um, kind of back my statements and give you some more um, food to chew on. All right. Now, I want to open up with this statement. I believe that when Jesus has purposed the church to be his people in the earth, I believe that Jesus did not intend for his church to continue under the requirements of the law. I believe that when Jesus instituted his church, that he did not intend for us to keep the law. Now, when I use um, the phrase the law, I'm referring specifically to the law of Moses. I'm referring if you look at um, Exodus 19, Exodus 20 um, on through and you look at Deuteronomy, you look at uh, Leviticus, you look at numbers, you begin to see um, that that the law that was created it, uh, for one, it wasn't just 10 commandments. And I went over this last time. There were actually 613 commandments that Israel was um, was required and was commanded to keep. And 
uh, I want to say that when Jesus created the church, that those 613 commandments, I want you all to I want y'all to hear me because uh, some people are going to disagree with me. But I'm going I'm just going I'm going to state my claim. I believe that when Jesus created the new covenant that he designed for the church to fully leave the old. I'm going to say that again. When Jesus designed, when Jesus created through his blood, the new covenant, his intention was for the church to fully leave the old and to fully embrace the new. We're dealing with the old covenant or the law of Moses in the new covenant, which is known as the law of Christ Jesus or the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus. All right. Now, first and foremost, what we have to do is we have to begin to examine God's original intention. We have to begin to examine God's heart and what God has always wanted, because one of the things that's often overlooked. I know we look at the law as the word of God. We look at the law as coming from God because it was pinned by God. And I want to say this. Yes, the law was pinned by God. But what if I told you that the law was not something that God actually wanted to give the Israelites? What if I told you that when God set his promises in place that he did not have a law in mind? Let's look at something real quick. All right. I want to look at Exodus chapter 19. All right. And let's look at verses uh three all right and we're gonna read three through let's say uh eight all right so verse three it says and moses went up to god and the lord called to him from the mountain saying thus you shall say to the house of jacob and tell the children of israel you have seen what i did to the egyptians and how i bore you on eagles wings and brought you to myself now therefore if you will indeed obey my voice and keep my covenant Listen, if you'd obey my voice and keep my covenant, then you shall be a special treasure to me above all people for for all the earth is mine and you shall be to me a kingdom of priests and a holy nation. These are the words which you shall speak to the children of Israel. So Moses came and called for the elders of the people and laid before them all these words which the Lord commanded him. Verse eight. This is very important. Then all the people answered together and said all that the Lord has spoken, we will do. So Moses brought back the words of the people to the Lord. All right. I want you all to pay close attention to the language that's that's uh, that's being spoken, the way that is being spoken, the dialogue that's going on here. First and foremost, God is speaking to Moses and God tells Moses, listen, I delivered the children of Israel. I delivered Jacob. I delivered Israel out of captivity, out of the land of Egypt. Now, check this out. I'm going to make them a holy people. I'm going to make them. He's, he's told him, he said, you're going to be unto me a kingdom of priests and a holy nation. He said this. All you have to do is obey my voice and keep my covenant. He said, if you obey my voice and keep my covenant, then you shall be a special treasure to me above all people and all the earth is mine. And then and then when we read on, we see the Israelites response. It says, then all the people uh, answered together and said all that the Lord has spoken, we will do. So Moses brought back the words of the people to the Lord. Listen, what if I told you that the law was not what God intended? But the law was what Israel asked for. When we when we when we read through this, what we see is that all God told the Israelites to do is to obey his voice 
and to keep his covenant. Notice, notice that that God did not tell Moses that all they had to do was obey the law and keep his commandments. He said, all you have to do is obey my voice and keep my covenant. What covenant? He actually had a covenant uh, um, before the days of Moses. He made a covenant with Abraham. He told Abraham, look, I'm going to make you a great nation. I'm going to make your name great. I'm going to give you a name. I'm going to give you a descendants. I'm going to I'm going to cause them to be a blessing to uh, the other nations, all the other nations of the earth. That was the that was the covenant that God made with the Israelites, with Israel through the through um, through his 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 words, through his covenant that he made with Abraham. I'm going to make you great. Your name great. I'm going to give you some descendants and i'm gonna i'm gonna cause them to be a blessing to the ends of the earth i'm gonna cause them to be a blessing to all the nations of the earth now when god speaks this to moses and when moses speaks this back to israel to the israelites they say within themselves god whatever you tell us to do we will do it so in other words, and then and then what we see when we go over into chapter 20, I'm just giving you some history. When we get over to chapter 20, we then begin to see God give Moses the Ten Commandments. God gives Moses the Ten Commandments. Check this out. Not from his own original design, but he gives it to them out of Israel's overconfidence. He gives it to he gives it to uh, uh, Israel um, because of their word. They said together, whatever you tell us to do, we will do. So he said, so God said, OK, this is what I'll tell you to do. Keep this. Have no other God before you. Keep this. Honor your mother and your father. And he, and, and he gives them all of the commandments. All right. Now, what we have to understand about God's original intention is that what we're living in in the in the new covenant it is actually a continuation of what he promised Abraham. Why? Because Israel got off track. God told Abraham. Notice what we have to understand about Abraham is that Abraham did not have a law. Check this out. Adam did not have a law. Noah did not have a law. Abraham did not have a law. There was no law until the days of Moses. Generations passed. And, 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 and Israel and God's people were able to live, check this out, by faith. Now, we think sometimes that uh, following God and being saved through our faith is a new concept. It's not a new concept. It's actually, it actually was the first concept. Abraham believed God. And it was accounted to him. It was a credit to him for righteousness. Abraham is known as the father of faith. He's known as a father, not because of a law that he followed. He was known as a father because he actually he actually kept what God said. All right. Now, if we look at if we look at Galatians chapter three, Galatians chapter three, it says that um, just as Abraham believed God, and it was accounted to him for righteousness. Matter of fact, let's let's go up. Uh, three, uh, Galatians chapter three. We're going to start at verse one. It says, "Oh foolish Galatians, who has bewitched you that you should not obey the truth before uh, whose eyes Jesus Christ was clearly portrayed among you as crucified? This only I want to learn from you. Did you receive the spirit by the works of the law or by the hearing of faith? 
Are you so foolish having begun in the spirit? Are you now being made perfect by the flesh? Have you suffered so many things in vain, if indeed it was in vain? Therefore, he was he who supplies the spirit to you and works miracles among you. Does he do it by the works of the law or by the hearing of faith? Just as Abraham believed God and it was accounted to him for righteousness, therefore know that only those who are of faith are sons of Abraham. And the scripture, foreseeing that God would justify the Gentiles by faith, preached the gospel to Abraham beforehand, saying, In you all the nations shall be blessed. So then, those who are of faith are blessed with believing Abraham. Those who are of faith are blessed. Are blessed. With believing Abraham. That's so important, y'all, because we think that the law was something that God has has. Of course, he instituted it, but we think that that was something that God intended that he wanted. He actually always wanted a people who would live by faith. I know that some of us have been taught that we are to keep the law and keep the law. But I want to tell you, God, by creating the new covenant, he wanted to get back to what he originally designed. Which is men shall not live by bread alone. Men shall not live and men shall not obey me simply because I wrote something on a tablet. And simply because if you feel like you're going to uh, uh, listen and obey, you're going to be blessed. If you feel like you don't, you're going to be cursed. God intended for man to live by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God and to live by faith and not works. That's what it was all about. Let's go back to the garden in the garden. God told Adam, look, God blessed man. And God said to him, be fruitful, multiply, fill the earth, subdue it, have dominion over the works of his hand. God blessed him. Then he said to him and then God placed him in an environment. He placed him in a garden and he said this, look, eat of this fruit. Don't eat of this fruit. Don't eat of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, which is in the midst of the garden. Eat of the tree of life. Now, what we actually see with the tree of life versus the tree of the knowledge of good and evil is a type and shadow of what we see uh, when we look at the law versus grace. The, the tree of the knowledge of good and evil is a type of law. Why do you say that? Because what uh, uh, what the law brings about is the knowledge of good and evil. Paul said it. Paul said, how would I have known covetousness? I would not have known it unless the law had not said thou shalt not covet. I would not have known what the law said. I would not have known what covetousness even looked like unless the law had not said thou shalt not covet. Paul began to speak concerning uh, um, um, concerning. Uh, 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 the law and he pretty much began to say that it's because of the law that sin is awakened in our members why because we become aware of what sinfulness looks like the knowledge of good and evil is what the law brings about so the two trees are a type and shadow of the of, of the law versus grace the tree of life represents Jesus Christ he is a tree of life those who eat from him come on eat my body if you eat of my body and drink of my flesh, uh, drink of my blood, those who have eaten of Christ have eternal life, have everlasting life. Those who drink of him shall never thirst again. He is a type of tree of life. He is a tree of life. So when we're when we're dealing with the law, we have to understand that God always wanted to get people back from law back to faith, 
back to living by faith. So when Jesus came on the scene, I want you all to hear me. Um, and Jesus was the plan of God from the beginning. Um, when, when, when Jesus came on the scene, Jesus did not come to destroy the law. He came to fulfill the law, meaning that because Israel wanted to know what godliness looked like, they were given commandments. Follow this, follow this, follow this, follow this. If you don't, this will happen. If you do, this will happen. Treat, uh, uh, um, position yourself towards God this way. Posture yourself towards one another this way. Posture yourself towards, uh, towards your enemies this way. Posture yourselves, uh, um, 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 through the way that you eat or the way that you drink or the way that you wear your hair or, or through, through all of your ceremonies, do it this way. This is what I am going to show you because you asked for it. I'm going to show you what godliness looks like and I'm going to show you through law what it looks like to be separated from the other nations. So when Jesus came on the scene, Jesus came to fulfill the law, meaning this, in order for God to get the Israelites or to get the people of God back to a place to where they are living by faith, he needed a man to come to live a life that was perfectly lived through the law in order to satisfy um, the requirements of the law. So Jesus, again, I said this in the last episode, he did not come to destroy it. He did not come to get rid of it. He did not come to completely annihilate and erase the history of it. He came to fulfill it, meaning he came to satisfy its requirement. And in satisfying its requirement, those who are in Christ do not have to satisfy its requirement themselves. Check this out. Romans chapter seven, beginning at verse one, it says, or do you not know, brethren, for I speak to those who know the law, that the law has dominion over a man as long as he lives for the woman who has a husband is bound by the law to her husband as long as he lives. But if the husband dies, she is released from the law of her husband. So then if while her husband lives, she marries another man, she will be called an adulteress. But if her husband dies, she is free from that law so that she is no adulteress, though she has married another man. Therefore, my brethren, check this out. You also have become dead to the law through the body of Christ that you may be married to another to him who was raised from the dead that we should bear fruit to God. In other words, what Jesus did by becoming the fulfillment of the law when he died, when he gave his life, those who were married to the law and those who um, um, uh, 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 who have chosen to live in Christ, Christ's death actually divorced you from the law and by believing in him in the power of his resurrection you are now married to a brand new covenant the old has died the old has been done away with and now you have opportunity to live in a brand new covenant with the brand new man you were once married to Moses you were once married to the law but now through the death of Jesus Christ Jesus has died himself to the law because he was married to it too he had died to the law and now being raised a new man creating a new covenant with his covenant with God when you are in Christ you become a new creation meaning what old things have passed away the law has passed away the commandments have passed away the requirements have been fulfilled and now you have an opportunity to live in a new man as a new man because you're married to a new covenant you're part of a new covenant Jesus designed 
and now now the, the thing is this because when you when you when you teach this some people are like no no are you saying that we can do what we want and are you saying that um that that we can commit adultery are you saying that we can steal from one another are you saying if 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 the law is is completely done away with how do we know morality how do we know right from wrong let me tell you this what the new covenant does is it puts a law in your heart Jesus put a law in your heart when you're born again there is a con- there's a God consciousness the Holy Spirit there's a God consciousness in you that teaches you right and wrong and let me tell you this there are some things that are just that are just clearly stated by the apostles the apostle Paul talks about the law of love John talks about the law of love uh, um, Paul talks about the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus he talks about the law of liberty the law of liberty the law of freedom that is the covenant we are a part of and, and, and let me tell you something freedom is not you doing whatever you want to do freedom check this out y'all hear me please freedom is not you doing whatever you want to do I'm free to do it I can roam where I please freedom is actually the responsibility given to you to govern you it's the responsibility that listen you don't need a tutor you don't you don't you don't, you don't need someone that's that's uh, that, that that's telling you what to do where to go what you can what you can't listen you are given the responsibility to govern yourself and the holy spirit is given to you to lead you and to guide you into all truth you don't need a, a letter you don't need a piece of paper you don't need two tablets of stone to tell you what's right or wrong if you violate the law of love if you're doing anything that's bringing harm to other people if you're doing anything that's bringing harm to you if you're doing anything that's bringing harm to your relationship with God let me tell you anything that's not a faith according to Romans chapter 14 is sin so if you are living in a state outside of faith if you're not walking by faith if you're walking by sight if you're not walking in the spirit but you're walking in the flesh listen because the Bible says that those uh, who are born of the spirit they don't fulfill the lusts of the flesh why because they walk in the spirit listen listen it's not about do's and don'ts it's about dwelling in christ it's about dwelling in faith it's about dwelling in love the old has passed away the new has come can i say it again the old has passed away the new has come the law has dominion over you as long as you are alive but because jesus died He was a man born under the law. He had to keep the law perfectly. Hear me. He kept the law perfectly. He fulfilled the law. But his death actually freed him from the power of the law. So now those who are married to Christ are not married to the law. They're married to a man who's not married to the law. So you're married and you're part of a new covenant. I hope this is making sense. I hope this makes sense to you all. All right. Now, last thing I want to say. I read Galatians chapter 3. Verses one through nine, but verse one opens up. It says, oh, foolish Galatians, who has bewitched you that you should not obey the truth before those uh, um, whose eyes Jesus Christ was clearly portrayed among you as crucified. This only I want to learn from you. Did you receive the spirit by the works of the law or by the hearing of faith? Listen, what Paul is addressing in Galatians for one, he says, who has bewitched you? In other words, he says that who has brought you under witchcraft? This is going to man, this is going to get some of y'all. Paul said, who has bewitched you? Who has put you under a spell? Check this out. The only one of the only times we see witchcraft displayed in a new covenant context where Paul is addressing it and he calls it witchcraft. Well, he calls it out. He identifies it is when he's speaking to people 
who have been free from the law, but then have been persuaded to go back to the law. Hear me. He says this. Who has bewitched you? Did you receive the spirit by the works of the law or by the hearing of faith? Are you so foolish having begun in the spirit? Are you now being made perfect by the flesh? Have you suffered so many things in vain? If indeed it was in vain. Therefore, he who supplies the spirit to you and works miracles among you, does he do it by the works of the law or by the hearing of faith? All of this is about people who choose to try to hold on to the law while at the same time trying to move forward in the spirit, trying to move forward in the new covenant. You cannot put new wine in old wineskin. What does that mean? You cannot you cannot try to put a new mindset, a new covenant in an old covenant wineskin. You can't have both. You have to let go of the other in order for you to fully move in the new. He says, who's bewitched you? That you've begun in the spirit, but now you're being told that you have to go back to the law. Was your faith made perfect through the works of the law or through faith in Jesus Christ? Listen, all we need is faith in Jesus Christ. Now, do I um, do I say don't don't read the Torah, don't read the law, don't read. No, read it, because what it does um, as a part of the plan of God, it reveals the history of Israel and how they had the journey with God, how God did separate them, how God did give them those commandments in order for them to see that there is a difference between them and other nations. They were given those commandments so that they knew and they understood what the righteous requirement looked like. However, when Jesus came, he came as a fulfillment and he simplified the gospel. Listen, instead of following 613, if you follow this one, you fulfill the 613. Love the Lord your God. Love your neighbor as yourself. Jesus gave him a new commandment. He said, love one another as I've loved you. If you keep these, you will do well. You will fulfill the law the same way that Jesus fulfilled the law. Listen, y'all, I hope this blessed you. I hope this this uh, this helped you. Uh, uh, I am very well open to answer any of your questions. Just shoot me a message. Visit me, IsaacWatsonMinistries.com. Find me on social media, Isaac and Watson, um, or my, 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 uh, my, um, my public page on Facebook, Isaac Watson, or Instagram, Isaac and Watson. Shoot me something. I would love to answer your questions. I would love your feedback. I would love to hear other topics that you'd like me to cover. All right. Listen, I love y'all. Um, to uh, It is Memorial Day um, by the time this is released. So listen, I want you to have a great, excuse me, Labor Day. It's Labor Day. I want you to have a great Labor Day. And if you're resting, rest well. If you're eating, eat good. All right. If you're working, take some time and get some rest. All right. I love y'all. Y'all have a great day. Thank you for listening to Church Talk with Isaac. If you enjoy our content and benefit from this podcast, do me a favor and subscribe, leave a review and share with your friends, family and colleagues. I'm also on all social media platforms and would love to connect with you. You can also partner with us by visiting IsaacWatsonMinistries.com and clicking donate. Your partnership helps us to get the message of Jesus through Isaac Watson Ministries to the world. Talk to you soon.